Ben Bowen, you are the CEO of the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, and uh, yesterday you attended a joint press conference at uh, South Sydney High School together with Leila Smith, the CEO of the Aurora Education Foundation, Charlene Davison, the CEO of the Go Foundation, as well as Jason Clare, the Education Minister. Your press conference was in support for the ES campaign. First, thanks for joining us and welcome to NITV Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, now, your organization delivers books into remote communities, fostering literacy and uh, the next generation of uh, indigenous storytellers. Uh, how important is AES vote for the success of uh, your mission? Look, it's critical for us. Um, look, I, I think all adults understand the, the role of literacy has in all of our lives, like whether it's just navigating the streets or, or uh, navigating a workplace or even your home as well. So literacy is something that is implemented and becomes such a, 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 you know, a, a critical part of all of our lives. And, and it starts with getting kids engaged on reading content that's got to be interesting to them. And, and that's the key work that we're doing now is, is not just getting books into community, but getting culturally relevant books, um, books that are written by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders um, so that our kids are engaged and interested to learn to read, um, but not only learning to read, but they're also interested in the opportunities literacy opens to them. So whether that's becoming authors themselves or publishers or, or going on to any other workplace in the world, that that's what we're really trying to achieve. The press conference took place in a South uh, Sydney school, uh, South Sydney High. Uh, this is in metropolitan uh, Sydney. This is not normally an area where uh, the Indigenous Literacy Foundation would be actively engaged. How important uh, was it to be advocating for the years vote in this area? Look, it's critical for us because... Um the way traditionally a lot of charities have worked, at, and and especially the Indigenous sector, is we've all been set up to compete with each other. Um, and through great community mob like Leela Smith and Charlene, we've been able to work on collaboration to understand that um, alone our organisations have a small reach, but together we can um, have a far greater impact. So yesterday we were standing at South Sydney High, which is a Go Foundation school that they work with. Um, they were kind enough to invite us into that school and, and meet their students um, and the school teachers as well. And and that's what we really look at is, is an organisation like the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. We can help literacy. Literacy starts before school. Um, we can then partner with an organisation like Go Foundation who are doing scholarships and support for kids while they're at school we can continue to work with those kids on their literacy, but then uh, an organisation like Leela's, which is Aurora Foundation, helps kids go into that next step beyond um, this formal education at school and, and into tertiary and, and abroad. So what we're looking at is going, um, instead of just staying in our own little ponds and doing our own thing, working together and collaborating and listening to what the community wants to achieve, that's how we can collaborate and, and make sure that um, the aspirations of community are reached. And to us, um, and for me in particular, that's what the voice stands for, is, is listening to what community want to do and, and enabling our organisations to better help them achieve those aspirations. 
Yeah. And how receptive were the kids, uh, the teachers and uh, education staff to the message uh, you delivered to them? Um, did you gauge and see which way they were, about vote? They were intending to vote and uh, maybe swayed them the other way around? Uh, yeah. Tell us about uh, how the engagement with uh, your hosts went. Look, we, we didn't speak too much, um, myself, oh, I should say, I didn't speak too much with the kids or anything like that around Yes 23 campaign and, and the Voice to Parliament because um, Department of Education did um, ask not to bring too much of that messaging into the schools. But I work more broadly with young people um, around the country. This is something that they are asking for. You know, we talk to primary school kids um, or that sort of age around what the voice is and, and that uh, listening and, and then hearing what people want to do for their lives and they can't believe it's not um, something that's already implemented. The simple part of acknowledging the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders were here prior to um, European contact and, and setting up the constitution to acknowledge that they really don't see that, that conflict point in that because they know it to be a truth. So a lot of the work we do with young people, this is not controversial to them, that they sort of see this as a pathway. And, and as an older Aboriginal man myself, it's sort of seeing um, I don't have all the answers for the next six, ten gener- generations and, and would never conceive or, or believe that I would. It's setting up a system that allows them to find their voice and for them to be able to advocate um, for things that they need in the next 20, 30, 100 years' time. Yeah. And how do you see uh, the future post uh, October 14, uh, especially if the no prevails? Look, I, I think um, Briggs said this really well. We're already living in a no. Um, I, I think we, we know what it feels like. We know um, policies haven't actually worked that well. Um, to date, and, and I think all Australians will will agree with that. Well, whether they're on a yes or a no side, it's, it's challenges around um, supporting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander aspirations has not been positive in this country for the last two hundred years. I think, as an organisation, we we don't really want to play politics because we've got a very important job supporting the communities and collaborating with them um, on their aspirations and. To be honest, if, if a no does um, prevail, there will be a high level of disappointment around the country. But for organisations like the Indigenous Literacy Foundation, we just have to get on with the work that we're doing because um, we can't afford not to be working and, and supporting those communities. Yeah. Now, Ben Bowen, what will be your closing uh, thoughts or maybe a message to our listeners and uh, the broader community? Look, I, I think this is um, a really good opportunity for Australia. Uh, the work we do and the experience we have every day is communities are strong, communities know what they need to do and they have big dreams, um, not only for the children, but those children have big dreams. And uh, a few weeks ago, I, w- I was sitting in a community where a seven-year-old told me about they have a really fantastic story which they're working on for the next couple of years so that when they're in high school, they can come to Sydney and, and work with us to publish that story so it can go and get sold internationally. That's the level that I want Australia to be looking at and those aspirations and dreams of kids. And, you know, our voice allows us as a society and the government in particular to be able to listen to those voices so that when we make decisions, 
the decisions are representing those communities. And it brings us all together for a future that we can all celebrate as Australians. Ben Bowen, CEO of Indigenous Literacy Foundation, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. It's been really a great pleasure. Thank you so much for having us.